And welcome to episode 15, 15 of Pig Ignorant Gamers, uh, with me, Graham Goring, and me, Dave Williamson. Uh, sadly, Mark can't be here today, as he's far more important than us. Uh, he's currently in Seattle at PAX, because he doesn't care about them being hateful misogynists. He just wants to sell his game. <laughs> and, obviously, and obviously, that goes for Devolver as well. Um, <laughs> let's kick things off with a bit of slander. It's all about the dick walls, isn't it? Um, do you remember that? Nope. They, they had some, there was, there was this thing to do with, it, there's a whole thing about packs and dick wolves and it being a bit rum. Oh, yeah. No, actually, yeah. I do remember. Okay. I'm going to move this curtain behind me because otherwise it's going to ruffle for the entire thing, I suspect. I'm, I'm going to have to move myself as well. There we go. See, this is going to be really, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, you know, sometimes I think we should actually do some preparation. Um, but then that wouldn't be this podcast. Okay, I'm going to do this. So my genitals are splayed towards you, Dave. You lucky, lucky tart. Um, thank you. Okay, so we got there's there's a bit of news. Uh, I would say, um, other than other than Mark being at PAX with uh David Fenn and his company Acid Nerve for um Titan Souls, which is doing very well, which is nice because you know he got the awards at E3 and. Uh, He's he's only just come back from Gamescom, and now he's fucked off to Seattle and deserted us because we aren't successful. Nope. In our chosen fields, um, <laughs> we should choose different fields, really. Um, Probably wouldn't be successful at them either. <laughs> well, you don't know that grass is always greener. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so so the, 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 one of the things that you noticed uh, this month was uh, was this uh, thing about Kotaku with regards to Patreon and stuff like that. Yeah. Tell me about that, Dave. Uh, yeah, they, um, apparently someone wrote an article on Reddit yeah. about nepotism or nepotism-like behaviour in game journalism. Right. So it mentioned things like people writing articles about developers that they actually lived with. Yeah. And that there might be a conflict of interest there. Right. Um, but then one of the things they they mentioned was the crowdfunding sites, so like Kickstarter and Patreon, yes. and whether it was a conflict of interest for games journalists to back games, yeah. either on Patreon or Kickstarter or wherever, um, that they actually then do articles on. Yeah, the answer, of course, is no, it's not. Yeah, I mean, their argument, I'm just being devil's advocate here, yeah. their argument was that um, they then have a vested interest in that project being a success. Right. But, I mean, if you're a journalist and you like the look of a game why wouldn't anyway, you that yeah. you were going to buy when it came out, you'd have a vested interest in it being successful, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. It's not like there's any financial return on anything on Kickstarter, because legally they can't do that. That's the reason that, that uh, you know, Zach mm. Braff didn't offer that with his movie, um, because he couldn't. Um, and also, he probably didn't want to. Well, I mean, um, it, it seems that people seized upon... See, people seem to be fine with the Kickstarter ones. It was the Patreon See, I, that's the that... one that I really don't understand. Because you know, so what if I if I like a writer, 
and then I give money to a Patreon so that they can continue writing. But, I mean, if I don't have an actual relationship with that person in the sense that they aren't a friend, and I sponsor them, I don't see, I don't see that it's a problem then to say, oh, you know, I really like their writing, or or, or write something about them. I mean, this was was it Zoe Quinn? This was about, or or no, another? that was that was the um, fine young capitalists. One oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's to discuss that later as well. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm not sure who wrote the article on Reddit, um, but um, it was, I think it was mainly aimed at Polygon and Kotaku. Yeah. And Kotaku then responded by saying they will no longer let their journalists fund Patreon. Right. Um, campaigns. Um, which I don't, I don't see why. Yeah. But. Uh, that just, that just comes across as corporate arse covering though. Because, because uh, you know uh, various employers i've had they've had these these you know rules um with regards to the fact that you can't make the company look bad um and then they go to extreme lengths to limit your personal freedoms in order to make sure that that is the case um uh, 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 to, to 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 a point of massive massive overkill um i mean i know if my employer knew about me doing this podcast they would probably not be terribly happy, which is why I don't <laughs> tell them. Um, <laughs> and and neither should you guys either, because otherwise <laughs> I will probably get into a bit of trouble. Um, but, you know, obviously nothing I say here has any reflection upon what my employers think. Of course not, because I'm not, I'm not some, I'm not, I'm not a drone that's wholly owned by them. And so anyone who, who does sort of infer that or, or think that is, is an idiot. So, so I don't see that these, I don't see what, just because you back them on Patreon, it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous to then limit you. So, oh, you can't even talk about that person then. I think it also adds weight to what the, the journalist is saying as well. Exactly. If they say, well, I like the look of this game so much that I'm going to back it. Yeah. It, it kind of is, is an extra thumbs up in my books. It seems like someone found this out and then they thought, oh, this might get me a few upvotes on Reddit, <laughs> rather than this is a genuine thing of concern. I can see how. I mean, if you if you live with someone, and then you say, uh, and then you don't particularly mention that when you write a glowing piece about them, that might be considered a puff piece about their product. Then yes, that's problematic. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, an old boys mentality in games journalism. Hmm. Uh, you see it a lot. Um, and that's fair enough. Complain about that, but the the Patreon and Kickstarter things, I think, is a separate issue. I don't, I don't see that. Yeah. In the same vein. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, th that's why. I mean, we're very clear, that, you know, upfront about what games we're making. But luckily, they're all so bad that we don't need to worry <laughs> about saying nice things about them, or you know, other people say nice things about them. In the case of Mark's stuff, and and your hack slash loot, obviously, was popular. Um, nothing yeah. you've done recently, but <laughs> no. luckily. So that we really dodged that bullet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it just seems like an utter nonsense, isn't it? It's, it's, I yeah. mean, when you consider actual things that are going on, like the, the hateful sort of misogynistic attacks, like the death threats on, um, uh, Anita Sarkeesian, is it? Who does the, uh, she does it, she's these videos, uh, tropes versus women in games. Uh, Does yeah. um, a feminist frequency? She yeah. makes these videos, and and she's had you know she had to stay at a friend's house because she had death threats because of fucking dickish, boorish men. Um, 
being threatened by the idea of women being involved in game dev. That yeah. that's an issue. That's something people should kick up and think about. Another thing I just don't understand. <laughs> I know. I I don't understand it either. It's it, it's it's as if everyone suddenly thinks that oh, if a woman's allowed to make a game, then in our games we'll have to stop and change our tampons every so on. I don't want to mash a change tampon button. It's, <laughs> that's. It's, I don't know. It's, it's. I don't know what their thinking is. What they think is going to happen if women make games, as if in Halo you're going to have to have to pet kittens. Oh no, I don't yeah, want to pet kittens. I just want to shoot aliens in the face. Yeah, no woman's going to make Halo though. Are they? <laughs> really? well, no, well, no. I mean, obviously there are women on the staff. They'll, they'll make better games. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yes, absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I, I just don't understand this, this, this weird. Neanderthal attitude that some men have, boys have, really. Um, let's be honest about about women in uh, gaming. It's just it kind of sickens me, um, and it's it, it just seems to be coming to a head recently. And or maybe it's the fact that it's actually just getting some publicity, and and thank God it is because it's not something that really should continue at all. Um, and you you never hear about the opposite. You never hear about you know male designers being called out. By you know women for things they haven't done and perceived slights, you know no one's ever gone. Oh, that Gabe Newell, he just he fucked some broad. That's how he got that job. That's how he got Valve. He slept his way to the top. <laughs> that's it. He was just just going down on women all day, and that's how he became a success. It's just it's, it's entirely it's one not way. A mental image I want. You know what? You want the image of Gabe Newell with beard, with beard or without beard. <laughs> I'm going to say without beard, <laughs> but in his full, you know, sort of jowly glory. No, you know, I'm not at, doing it. At the top of his weight. <laughs> and there's him, there's him. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. No, Dave? You're not in for that? No. Okay, fine. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, he's got it all over his face. And that is the kind of thing I won't stand for. <laughs> so so yeah no one's ever made that so so it seems entirely one way and, and I, I i don't i don't understand why men are so threatened by the idea of women being in any way involved in games not just developers people you know playing games as soon as they find out you're a woman if you're in an online game it's like it's just cat calls and wolf whistles are the very least of it i'm not See, sure i've never really is. experienced that well, well, you're not a woman. I don't though, think I play Dave? those kind of games. Though. Yes, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, obviously, if you're a, a, a even if you're a bloke, you'll get some little twat thirteen-year-old American. <laughs> this isn't to say all Americans because I have a lot of very good friends who are American, <laughs> but they are the sort of typical. When when you imagine the voice of a thirteen-year-old calling you a fag or some other horrible slur on. Uh, Halo. He has an American accent, uh, generally. <laughs> but I think because in the UK, 13-year-olds would probably be too busy breaking into houses and stealing Xboxes yeah. uh, rather than playing games. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just it, it's, it's all fucked up. I feel like the world is coming to an end. This may be the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that happened. Um, I'm not sure what that was about. <laughs> um, Do we ever know what anything's no. about? No. Not usually. So uh, now, anyway, fine lung, fine lung capitalists, them, them, them lung capitalists, fine young capitalists, fine young capitalists. I can't even yeah. say capitalists, capitalists. Yeah, you know, whatever. 
What's that all about, Dave? Oh, this one's complicated. <laughs> okay. Let's see if we can do it in a way that isn't legally actionable. Yeah, that might not be possible. <laughs> we'll just bleep names out. Um, well, some... Um, I think it was a publicist company or venture capitalists or such um, had the bright idea they wanted more women involved in game development. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's a fine goal to have. Yeah. Um, so they put a call out for um, women that weren't in the industry to design games. And the idea was they got another company to help. They chose the five best designs and they got another company to help them make those games mm. as part of a game jam for charity. Yeah. Hoping to get more people involved in game development. Right. Um, and, um, it was, it, it became apparent that they were then going to take some money back. Yes. They say only the amount that they invested. Right. And the rest would go to charity. Yeah. Um, other people disputed that. Right. And saw it as exploitation of women, either used it as a promotional tool or uh, some people even said it it was almost like getting free labor from mm. women um cuz the uh, the people the um the people who would make the game would not get paid the, yeah. the money or the money made from the games would go to charity yeah um and people took exception to this and uh there was many arguments either side right now i'm um, so they were taking exception to the idea I mean, were it the case that they were only taking back the amount they invested and everything on top of that went to charity, that doesn't seem terribly unreasonable to me. I mean, they should have been probably more upfront about that. Yes, yes. But and and originally, the 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 guy that runs the publicist company is obviously a man. Yeah. And he didn't um, come forward as the person who was running it. The um, developers that they'd got to make the games um, is a company headed by a woman. And they were um, presenting themselves as if they were doing it. Right. So there was also a, an, an element of subterfusion at that, which made people more suspicious as well. Yeah. Now, but do, do you wonder whether that's just to avoid accusations of, you know, patronization in terms of a man being like, well, you women can't get yourself into the games industry, so let daddy take care of it. <laughs> well, I mean... With any internet argument, it's hard to tell which which is the true side and which isn't. So yeah, yeah, and it, all, it boils down to people being accused of being Hitler pretty soon. Yes. Um, and and, and this and this all just blew up because the weird thing is you mentioned that wasn't it um, Zoe Quinn? Who yeah, this was the. I think it was Zoe Quinn that called them out at first, right? But then lots of other people weighed yeah. in. Um, and even some heavyweight YouTubers were taking sides. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it, it turned into quite a big thing. But it seems like Zoe Quinn has kind of had quite a time of it of late because she's been doxxed by um, someone who I believe was her ex. There seems to be this horrible smear campaign that's just raging as part of this whole girl women making games thing that's going mm. on. It, this is why I say it seems to be really coming to a head with just all sorts of, you know, foul shit going on that's, that seems, um, yeah... 
to really really bring the the industry into disrepute. Uh, yeah, and I don't think what helped the fine young ca- uh, uh, capitalists bit was that 4chan then backed them. Yeah, 4chan. and got on their side, and it's a bit like being backed by anonymous. It's yes. kind of like they have done some good things in the past, but uh, yeah, I mean it's not UKIP on the bright side, but. <laughs> Yeah, for, I mean, because 4chan also, they, they, they're they always hacking and taking down things, or people saying that they are representatives of them. Yes, yes. But it's where all the good memes come from as well, so <laughs> would we have that, that dog? Would we have the dog, were it not for 4chan? I don't know, I've not actually looked at the, uh, the, and, the origin And would of that. the world be any worse? The dog! <laughs> Such meme! <laughs> I hate memes. Do you hate memes? I hate memes, yeah. Why do you hate memes? It's because, like, the original jokes are quite often funny. Yeah. And then it's like those people that watch a comedy film and then they just quote, quote the lines. it out yeah, of the catch, yeah. And Oh, yeah, that is witless. And once once you've heard the joke a million times, yeah. it's no longer funny. Yeah, it's going, oh, behave, like the Austin Powers or something. <laughs> But I don't know why I did that in Alan Carr's voice. But see, when I was at college, it was it was Monty Python films. This is terrible. Monty Python inspired an absolute massive amount, of, a huge amount of people who were sixth formers, who 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 suddenly thought that they were were terribly witty. Blackadder as well. Yeah, I think brought out yeah. the worst because people would just say, "Oh, you're more X than an XEX thing," um, and think, "Ha ha 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 ha, aren't I clever?" Um, yeah, it is. Uh, vexing to say the least that some people think oh i'm a, i'm a i'm a, a huge wit because i've paraphrased something you see and i find it hard to watch monty python now yeah <laughs> just because it's no longer funny when you repeat it a million times no which is how they you know are trying to make money at the moment with their with that that last tour thing which then was screened in cinemas for 20 quid a ticket fucking no, I mean, it's bad. I, I went and saw the Doctor Who premiere at the local cinema, and I've got a Cineworld card, so I thought, oh, I'll be free that. I just had to pay a fucking fiver to the BBC. And and I'd sit there for 50 minutes before the fucking thing started. I thought, oh, this is good. Doors at 7 o'clock. It'll be starting a bit early, but you see, I'd see it earlier than, than on the telly. That'll be good, no. To sit there like a fucking lemon for 50 minutes while people twatted around with sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> um, yeah, there was an awful lot of that going on. But it's nice to see it with fellow nerds. That is kind of nice. But no one really dressed up. Not like for the 50th. People were proper dressed up as a doctor for that. At my local Odeon. So, so there you go. I enjoyed that. And it's on tonight. But I've got to go to a birthday party. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing Queef doesn't listen to this podcast. Because he's really putting me out with his having to go to his bloody birthday. And Alton Towers on Monday. Which I'm really looking forward to. So yeah. Just a little slice of my life. What a time about my life. I had a doctor put his finger up my bum. Oh, God. <laughs> the day before yesterday. This is the most tangent tangent I think we've ever I know, but I think, I, think, I think this is information that people should know. <laughs> because cause, cause obviously, when if, if you think there's something wrong with your bum, you should get it checked out. And a lot of people are nervous of doing so because they think it's going to be horrible. And it is. But it's not as bad <laughs> as I thought it would be. Because what I didn't realise is that you can't really feel inside your bum, right? Like, there aren't many nerve cells inside your bum. So, once his finger goes in there, you can't feel it. It feels like someone just, like, pushing their knuckle, trying to get their finger into your bum hole and never succeeding. 
And then it turns out that they've been in there. They've had a good, they've had a good route round. <laughs> um, the worst part is where they sort of stretch your, your, your actual, your actual sphincter. And they're like, how's that? Is that all right? Trying to, trying to stretch it like they're trying to make a smiley face out of it. Like. <laughs> and, uh, and that, that's kind of because you don't think that. You think they're just going to pop their finger in, have a route around and then come out and, and it'll be over. But no, there's this first bit where they're kind of just like, 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 you know, when you get like a, a balloon that you fill with air and you pull it apart and it makes a noise. It's like that. It's kind of like, that's the kind of thing they're doing with it. Like, they, they, like, 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 stick two fingers in your mouth and pull it apart. It's, <laughs> they're trying to do that. And you go, wow. And that's, that's pretty bad. Also, what was bad is that I had a fart in the Bombay. And I was really worried that I was going to let go. Cause, cause, you, cause here's the thing. I think, with a lady, when she does a fanny fart, that is in some ways a compliment. But I don't think doctors take it as a compliment when you do a big guff on their finger when they pop it into your bum hole. So there's that. And also, but the worst part is when after they pop it out, they wipe your bum. That is, <laughs> I haven't had my bum wiped for 35 years. And that's, that is really mortifying. Cause, and also they don't use nice toilet paper at all. There's no aloe vera <laughs> in sight or shea butter. It's just this rough, like that blue kitchen roll. So, but, but the thing is, it's, 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 it's important to get these things checked out because I now know that I've got a slightly enlarged prostate. So I'm having blood tests and stuff like that done. Okay. I have no idea what that means. Well, okay. Just right. You, you know what the prostate is, right? Yes. It's kind of like this thing that's, that's around your urethra. And when it gets larger, it can cause uh, urinal flow problems. I haven't got that. I should point out. I feel that's important that people know. Um, <laughs> um, but apparently mine's a bit larger now that can be completely benign it, there's, there's, it, sometimes it happens a bit earlier in people I'm 38, normally it starts happening in your 40s um, but uh, but it can be also a sign of prostate cancer so I'm having a PSA test done which hopefully comes back negative or positive or whichever one is the one that you want in the case of that um, so yeah um but it's kind of, it's it's weird because it's it like starts out and he's just like pushing on your tummy. It's like oh, and then he just like right if you just bring your trousers down to there and then go to your left and it's like oh this is happening, and you can't say no. You can't say do you know what? Um, I've had a lovely time, but I'm going to take my winnings and go. Um, <laughs> that's not an option. So I think the important thing is you know if anyone out there is feeling ill in their bottom, you should get it checked. Because it happened to me, and it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I just found that I was shell shocked for quite a while afterwards, and unable to concentrate on my shopping. So, <laughs> so there. You ever had a finger up your bum, Dave? A, a finger? Yeah. No. What? Hang on. That's curious. <laughs> that you asked me to qualify exactly what was put up your bottom before saying no. <laughs> I feel that there is a story here. No, there's no story. <laughs> Well, there is, cause you just, you just said a finger, no, as if there's a big old list of other things that have been up your ricker. No. You sure? Right. Nothing has been up your bottom that I, shouldn't be up your bottom. Okay. Yes. I have had an implement up there. Yes. Why was this? Uh, when my appendix exploded. Oh, really? What are, yes. they, what are they going up your bum for? I have no idea what the device was, but yes. Was it a camera? No, 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 it didn't go that far. That's really weird. I had no idea that that, because normally it causes blood poisoning when you have like an appendix, burst appendix and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, it was very serious. I didn't realise at the time. 
I just collapsed. Yeah. And uh, had an operation. And then when I was out of the operation, they were like, oh, that was really lucky. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> I, I just collapsed. That's all. Wow. I'm going to have to find out what they stick up your bum when you have a burst appendix. I, don't, I think it was for some tests. I think it was taking a sample of some kind. Poo, one would assume. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I have learned something, and hopefully you have, and hopefully, Dave, and in it the was future... very cold. That's all I remember. Oh, you were conscious when it happened? Oh, yeah. No, yes. Okay. So like a speculum or something like that, just to pop it open? I have no idea. I was mm. looking in the opposite direction. Well, you can't help but do that. It's very <laughs> difficult. Now, that was something But else. that was more personal information than I wanted to, you know... <laughs> give away on the podcast well it's tough i I think i think it's this openness that makes this podcast people don't listen for the game stuff we don't know anything about games i think talking about having things up your bum we're fine with exactly so i mean i'm not saying i take pleasure in it and i'm not being homophobic when i say that i'm just saying it's not for me um that said a, a very conscientious wiper beforehand i think i think i presented a pretty good anus I don't, I don't think he was disgusted when he saw mine. Yeah, shave, wax? No, I was very, very thorough with the wiping um, beforehand. Really, you know, spotless. Eat your dinner off it. Um, I'd rather not. Yeah, maybe a couple of nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even remember what the original subject was here. Um, I don't, I think I just deliberately went onto this tangent because I want everyone to know about me feminism? having to have a finger up my bum. Uh, probably, yeah. This is, it's been, it's been a podcast of contrast so far, hasn't it? <laughs> I think we've, uh, we've done quite well. I think this is going to be a good one. <laughs> so, video games. Yes. Uh, what, what have you played, Dave? Well, we've just played Crawl. We've just played Crawl, haven't we, Dave? Yes. In two player plus also two player plus bots. Yeah. And uh what do you think of it? Uh, I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah. It was it was very uh, chaotic. Yes. But I don't think that was necessarily a bad thing. Mm. I found that it's 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 because it's one of these it's an asymmetrical uh, co-op game, isn't it? Effect well, it's not co-op, asymmetric well, so, sort of co-op but sort of adversarial in that it's one versus 1 to 3. Where so you have a human person who's running around a dungeon and he's trying to get to level 10 and beat this creature. Um and then you are these the other people are the ghosts and they can possess traps in rooms to attack him or they can be they can summon creatures to attack him in certain rooms where they have the uh, pentagrams on the floor and uh they uh, can also uh hoover up these little sort of like sort of sprites of energy around and use those to create little enemies that they drop in the rooms as well little sort of enemies that you don't control um and I, I found a little bit that when I, cause I started out as a ghost, I think, maybe. Yeah, I think I started out as a ghost and I felt like there wasn't much for me to do until such time as, as I was able to summon something, which was, you know, a couple of rooms later. I was just hoovering up these sprites with no particular idea why. Um, and, and also, but also when I was playing as a human, when you smash any sort of like, uh, detritus in the room like barrels and and uh and furniture and things like that you release more of these things for the enemies to hoover up which seems like a very weird 
sort of feedback loop in that you just want to avoid smashing that stuff in order because you it will help them yeah it also did drop gold as well i know that was only chest it was only those chests that dropped the gold was it oh i thought some of like the crates and things did uh later on mate well, right it seemed but it seems so rare that the, yeah. the, the in terms of the the risk reward it was all risk really so that that was quite um it's quite it felt like there was a bit of not much to do for some of the time until things got heated now when we played it with more um more we put some bots in there i think that became more frenetic yeah. but it also made it seem like Get killing the boss that you can access once you get to level 10 was fucking impossible. Yeah, when we were playing it 1v1, it seemed like it would be possible to kill the boss, even though we didn't yeah. quite do it. It got pretty close, though. Yeah, but when it was um, 3v1, it, it just looked like it's going to be yeah, impossible. It's, it incre- yeah, it's it's never going to be the case again. And now, it did seem to weight the damage that you did to the boss. It means when there's when there's three people, three ghosts that can possess it, each hit does more damage, it seems. Like, I reckon it would only take sort of three rounds of damage to actually knock him out as opposed to about six yeah but there's so much going on on exactly that's the thing it's just it's kind of it's a bit too frenetic um but it's it's really it's a staggeringly beautiful game i think yeah i mean almost too much in a sense Mm. um because everything seems animated and everything's moving constantly yeah even the menus everything was glitching and moving around on the menus i was i was, felt like i had like um overload of, of hmm. visual yeah no, yeah absolutely i think and particularly when you got to the boss particularly in three player when you got to the boss it was it was just a case of running around like a headless chicken if you're <laughs> the human and hoping you didn't stray into something because um it was yeah uh extremely tricky and also i mean actually uh in some of the other rooms where there were uh, multiple traps for the things to possess it was just going off like anything oh yeah there was ones with like three traps and you drop down your your monsters it was yeah yeah and you'd absolutely also uh you'll you'll be changing hands who was human all the time because that's it whoever kills the human player becomes the human player um uh and you know with a full full amount of health um yeah, I, I thought it was actually a bit worse with multiple... It's weird. In some ways, there's more to do when you've got more players, but there's also it's also so much harder. I think, like, two people is maybe... As in as in two ghosts versus one person might be a bit more optimal. Maybe we should give that a try with the bot. Yeah. What I thought was impressive, though, was actually the the bot AI. When when it was human, it was it was nice in the way that it did sort of wander between rooms. It didn't path to things really directly. Yeah, and it would backtrack as well, like yeah. to the shop. Like, That's uh, it. Like it, it, it took over from you one time, and it yeah. ran back to the shop yeah. to get something from the shop, which yeah. I thought was quite clever. Yeah, and and it will, it will like if it finds the exit, it doesn't go immediately into it. It'll go. It will explore the other rooms to find out if there's anything interesting in those first. Which was which was uh, yeah really impressive actually that the the fact that it didn't seem like an AI particularly the only time it's like I think there was one point where it got turned into a frog by a wizard or a witch and it was just noodling around not doing anything particularly it didn't seem to cope with that particularly well hmm. um, but it was it was enjoyable but I felt like we saw an inc- like almost all of it well there's some unlockables isn't there like with the yeah. monster evolution you can evolve your monster but some paths were locked yes. So. And new traps unlock each time. But in terms of, oh, like, yeah, they did, yeah. at the moment, um, each level that you go down looks identical, really. I mean, it's, it's yeah. procedurally generated dungeons in the same way. It looks kind of very similar to um, Binding of Isaac in that it's flip screen. 
but uh, yeah, in terms of scenery, nothing seemed to change. There didn't seem to be any particular impetus to go down to further levels. And especially as when you went down a level, it like gave a little name for the level. Yeah. And I thought, oh, there'll be different characteristics to the level, but there didn't seem to be. Yeah, yeah, because they're sort of generated names. And they're nice, they're nice little generated names mm. that had sort of a sense of atmosphere to them. But then, yeah, it's all identical. And it has, and, and it just, it's weird the way, the way you make gold mostly is you, as a ghost, you, uh, it seems killing the player gets you blood. And then when you're human, you turn that blood into gold and can buy weapons. Or maybe you get blood from killing monsters. I don't know. Cause you get XP from killing monsters. It's kind of odd. The, the feedback loop in it seems odd. Yeah. It, 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 it's got a, it's got a weird internal sort of economy the game um but you know uh, I, i'm interested to see where it goes because it does look spectacular yeah it is nice. early access at the moment isn't it yeah yeah absolutely so. so we won't give it a mark out of 10 <laughs> that will be rude do we ever give anything a mark out of 10 i sometimes insist we sometimes um, give things marked out of six yeah <laughs> yeah and we may not have done out of 10 actually thinking about it that's a good point um we'll come up with a, a marking scheme some point <laughs> it'll be good trust me um so that was that was interesting i I don't you know unlike something like spelunky uh, i don't even though i know everything that's in spelunky i always want to go back and play you don't it. know everything there is in spelunky there's always new things to find out i don't i think i do now though i think i now know everything that's no, in i there. found out something new the other day what which, was that no it's totally totally gone from my mind now well, then how do we know it was new? It may be that you just keep forgetting no, that one No, because we thing. were having this exact discussion in the pub and someone told me something new. And I was like, I can't believe there was something new I didn't know. Okay. Well, and um, you know, maybe it will have that. It just, it doesn't feel like it has that particularly. And I think that's partly because, like I say, the, the scenery doesn't change as you get deeper. I think it's so hectic, you need to know what's coming. Like, because I thought, oh, it'd be interesting if there was different end bosses Yeah, well, to I possess. thought that too, yeah. But then if you get to the end boss and you don't know what's going on, yeah. Um, then it makes it even harder. Yeah, but it's also harder for the other players because they mm. don't know how to control the boss. Yeah, that's but the if point, bots you on, the boss. they do know how it works. Yeah. But, yeah, but the bots, they're, they're basically for Billy No Mates like us. <laughs> they're not, that's not how the game's meant to be played, which is why it kind of impresses me just how well realized the bots are. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like, I'd like to see multiple end bosses, but obviously, when you look at the amount of animation that's gone into those things, yeah. it's not a small amount of work, yeah. to say the least. It is, uh, and, and technically really lovely, the whole, the way it zooms in on things. And it just, it's just, it's like the most beautiful presentation of pixel artwork I think I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, very well done. Very yeah. So that was good. Uh, I got uh, Super Time Force, which you, you tried oh, playing goodness. a bit of. Uh, Super Time Force is a, uh, if you don't know, is a... Um, it's very much like Grisor, um, which I can't remember the, the other name of that bloody game. Contra, the Contra games. It's very, very similar aesthetically to the Contra games, I'd say, uh, in, in that it's a run and gun platformer with bosses. Um, but the big thing is that, uh, every time you die, um, or whenever you want, you can just rewind time, um, and summon in another character and, uh, play alongside yourself, which means you can damage bosses faster. And also, if you kill the thing, that killed you so that your origin the previous life doesn't die you can then absorb their life force and it means that you can take an extra hit but you also uh absorb their their special ability so that when you fire your special weapon you fire their special weapon as well which i thought was really really nice and it's and it's uh, it's got this lovely sort of 
really pixely aesthetic where everything's made of squares and rectangles really apart from faces uh, but other than that it's pretty much all kind of comprised of these these rectangular elements and it looks um extremely pretty but it 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 kind of becomes kind of just of a hectic sort of mishmash a bit um yeah i i did find it very confusing yeah especially i i was even spawning myself in bullets so yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You were having sometimes you were you were dying in in records time. Yes, um, that's not unusual for me in games. Though. Yeah, but I think I think you know in so in that kind of game like a run and gun platformer, a bit of hecticness is not it's not the end of the world by any means. Um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. And also, it's got a very funny script. I think yeah. uh, I did laugh out loud at it multiple times. Um, which, when there isn't sort of voice acting to kind of sell that stuff, is impressive. I think it's extremely well written, which was uh, nice. Um, and it's got, you know, sort of memorable characters, like the fact that your boss is this guy's got two eye patches. <laughs> you can't see at all. Um, uh, so, but that that I thought was excellent. And it's I think it's um, currently just under £10 on Steam, which is, you know, a reasonable thing, because it's very, very slick. Um, and I think there's a, a good amount of content in there. There appears to be... I think there's six worlds, each of which has, I think, three levels plus a boss level, I think, um, and a whole bunch of unlockable characters. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if once you've done those six worlds, there isn't then, you know, another one on top of that. So I, I think that's that's uh, that's a really lovely game. I'm, I'm glad it's on PC now because it was previously Xbox uh, only. And I was like, I'm not going to get anything for fucking Xbox anymore. There's <laughs> no point because I don't have that cross-buy thing like with PS and Vita. So, um Yeah. Um, I think that's good. That's worth playing. And as it's not early access, I can give it a mark out of ten. I'm going to give it eight. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Eight, eight out of ten. I, I didn't live long enough to mark it. <laughs> no, you really weren't having a good time of it. It's weird. For a man who made a game as incredibly difficult as Hack Slash Loot, you were proper shit at that. Yeah, no, it's 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 the immediacy of it that's the, you know, fast pacedness that gets me yeah mine was it was, based. it was very much fast. and you said it actually made you feel a bit sick it, it was starting to give me a headache the it's the reversing and the oh yeah it's no it's too complicated for me. yeah it's effectively it's kind of like sort of braid in some ways meets a uh makes a shooter it's a kind of braid meets super meat boy meets contra i think is probably the yeah, best way to describe it the the one i i liked it was a um, command bros Oh um yeah uh, oh um oh fuck they've just done the Expender Bros spin-off haven't yes. they um oh that's gonna fucking annoy me I fucking got the blasted game um uh, Bros something Bros Super Bros is it not Command Bros no no that's one of the characters is Command Bro and there's B A Bro Rackus yeah they're all Bros yeah Rambro um oh fuck. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to bloody look now because that is just really annoying me that I can't remember the name. I, I feel a, a, a tape noise coming on any second. Uh, no, I'm gonna do. I've got. I've got a mouse here. <laughs> I've got. I've got a Steam client open. Uh, let's have. Oh, no, that's the wrong Steam. Oh, yeah, library. Uh, software. Oh, I can't turn the telly on so I can actually see this. Oh fuck it! That game. We've talked <laughs> about it a whole lot. I can't be asked. Um, yes. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. You know, at some point later on in this podcast, I'm going to remember it and just go, blah, like I've got Tourette's. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you know what we're going to do next month, don't you, as well? We're going to ask Mark about things he's out of his arse. Oh, God. So. <laughs> and uh, not give him any context. None. <laughs> because if he, if he, uh, if he doesn't go, oh, this is in relation to that. Well, no, he hasn't listened to the fucking podcast. <laughs> the shit. He's too busy being famous. He is, or he's doing very well for himself, isn't he? Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, uh, you know, once he's finished this game, he's got to get straight into the next one. He's already got half done, Chroma. Oh, yeah. Forgot about Chroma. Which has already won its fair share of awards. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, he's all right. He's got one in the bank. I'm still trying to remember the name of that fucking game. (laughs) Oh, bollocks. God damn it. Right, okay, never mind. Uh, what else have you played? Uh, Hohokum. Hohokum. Is that how it's pronounced? Hohokum, yeah, probably. Hohokum. Well, I have been playing that. It sounds like Father Christmas finding some spunk on his beard. Yeah, yeah, he plays like that too. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, it has got sperm in it, hasn't it? Uh, yes. Well, I don't think that's what they're meant to be. Okay. But I... I couldn't shake the feeling that's what they were. Okay. Yeah, you're a a sperm-like creature. Yeah. In the, a blob with a big... Oh, yeah, you're like a, a big, spunk with an eye, aren't you? Yes, with a big long tail and a single eye. A single eye? Yes. Much uh, like a willy. And you swim around um, a 2D world. Yeah. Very um, loco-roco, the art style, isn't it? Yes, very much so. I, I very much like the art in it, yeah. actually. Um and you you just basically point the direction you want to go in, and and you go in that direction. Mm. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, and you go from world to world, and each world is very different. Mm. Um, and there's like lots of little secrets and hidden bits in each world. And when you unlock them, you save uh, one of your sperm buddies. Right. Um. And that, that is basically the premise. Um, but each, um, world you go to, uh, everything interacts differently. Yes. Um, so like, um, what, what helped you in one world isn't going to be like the same in the next. So. Yeah. Cause I seem to recall playing one level where you had these bees and you took them to flowers and they'd take honey from it and then you took them somewhere else and they'd drop it off in there or something. I've not like done that, that one yet. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, like I did one where you were, you were swimming around where there was loads of fish. And I had to poison the fish and then lead the poisoned fish to a octopus that looked like an anchor for him to eat them and him become poisoned. Um, and then through other stuff was then able to uh, rescue my spermy friend. Right. So it's almost like, almost like a sort of an arcade adventure. Yeah. Um, but with this, you know, weird way of moving around. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of the the well, it's kind of puzzly. The, the lot of the puzzle bits is um, people jumping on you, and and you can uh, take, take them, them to places, yeah, and knock them off in various places. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Just, just the amount of art and animation and character to it. Yeah, um, it's a, it's very enjoyable, and it's a very relaxing game. Yeah, because there's not much that can hurt you, is there? Uh, I don't think I've found anything that actually hurts you yeah so um there's the i think there's just stuff that stops you completing yeah different bits no i'm see now because i'm wondering if this is one of the games that shigeru Miyamoto wouldn't like because he there was this with this quote from him this week 
saying that he he doesn't like passive gamers who who you know who the sort of people who play something while they're doing something else yeah they, they, and and from now on he's making games for proper core gamers yeah i mean as a as a game designer i i find it hard to design games without conflict in them mm. um it seems like a very easy crutch to fall back on conflict yeah but i mean there's definitely a place for for games that that don't have that that direct conflict type thing so like attacking and killing and things like that so yeah and i remember i seem to i remember playing this on the ps vita last year at fantastic fest and i was playing on it for you know a good half an hour even though i think i, I got to like a level that was broken because it was a very early version <laughs> and i did i did it was it was to, to be honest a lot of the enjoyable. levels seem like the broken <laughs> even now oh really but i don't think they are i think that's kind of the way it is Right, it just yeah, like a lot of the time you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you're just feeling your way through it all. Yeah, you you don't know how what the what the actual the criteria for completing the level is, and therefore mm. it feels like well I, I've done everything. Okay, so that's good. That's good. That sounds that sounds nice. And every game's better with secrets as well. See, I love secrets. So it's got lots of secrets then. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I've not found a lot, but yeah. But you feel like there's more in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I found one world that had all these symbols that lit up. I thought, oh, they'll, they'll be important somewhere. And then when I rescued one of my spermy friends, he made he made the gesture of the symbol. I thought, oh, I remember oh, okay. that from that, nice. other, that other level. Because that's what everyone loved about Fez, wasn't it? It was the fact that it kind of had this deep sort of... It was it was really hewn into the world, all these, these secrets and these weird little um, things you had to do in order to, to unlock things. I, I, yeah. I, I, if I, if I could, if I could, I, I like games like that, but where they allow me to make a note of it in the game. Because sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I've got to have a bewildering amount of information in my head. If there was some way of going, sort of, like, it would be really nice in a game if you could literally, anytime, just screenshot it and save it to like a little note for that level. Well, PS4, now you can record footage and all sorts. I suppose, I suppose that, yeah, I suppose you kind of got that at the system level, but I quite like the idea of it being in the game. Um, uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So you're, because you've got a PS4, you found anything else to play on your PS4 other than, I mean, was, was Ho-Hokum on that, yeah? Yes. Uh, anything else actually that you've been able to find to play on it? Because it seems that things are slim pickings at the moment to me. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've got various things on it from, um, you know, PlayStation Plus and, hmm. um, all the freebies. Road, the road not taken recently. What's that? Um, it's like one of these. It's almost like a block pushing puzzle. You know, like a soccer, soccer, soccer band. Yeah, but it's it's kind of slightly different in the 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 blocks that you move. You have to match up with each other and things like that. So. Oh, okay, so it's got a twist on there. Yeah, uh, I didn't play it much though. See, because I, I hate vanilla soccer band. But the, I've seen, I've seen there's a game called Vandal Hearts on the PS1, which was a brilliant turn-based strategy game, like uh, like XCOM, but with sort of much smaller sort of levels, and and it actually used Soccer Ban in one of the level designs brilliantly, where you were being attacked by these these possessed villagers, and whenever you attack, you would counterattack automatically, and you'd always kill them, and the point was you didn't want to kill all of them. In fact, ideally, you didn't want to kill any of them, and so what you would do is you would push blocks into places that would force the AI to find different routes. And by doing that, it would keep them sort of moving back and forth. And it was just, it was just like a really clever thing. I think, I think, I don't think I've ever seen a strategy game with better level design than Vandal Hearts. Um, and it's a pity that all the sequels were shit. Um, cause yeah, 
See, that's see that's road not taken. I was taken in by the art. Oh, is it very attractive then? Yeah, it looked very nice, especially in the screenshots and the videos. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd take a punt on it, but I didn't play it much. Oh, well, so we uh, didn't have to pay for it, did you? Yeah, no, that's one I paid for. Oh, how much? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Too, st- is it too painful? There's been a Steam sale. So. Oh, okay. Oh, is it on Steam? No, no, no. Oh, I see. Oh, that's it. So you were cash rich because <laughs> of all those suckers buying HSL. Right, I'm going to turn the telly on so we can have a quick look at Kickstarter and see what's on Kickstarter. And also, I'll be able to check my Steam game list and find out what the fuck that name is because that is bugging the fuck out of me, frankly. Right, come on, Mousy, you can do this. What's it called? I have too many games. This is the problem. Broforce! It's installed <laughs> it. Broforce. Oh, thank God. How did I not remember that? I can remember Bro, and I've been talking about Super Time Force, and I couldn't remember Broforce. What a fucking idiot. Um, right. Okay. So we went on to Steam today just to see if there's anything interesting, um, coming out. We're not going to do a shit starter particularly because, um, I think give it, give it a rest for a while. And there was nothing particularly bad. There were just the, the there, same. There was plenty that was bad. Yeah, but it's the same misguided people. It's people who want to set up a YouTube channel because they think they're very funny when they're in fact fucking idiots. And it's <laughs> idiots who think, um, for instance, uh, well, just, to, just by way of example, someone wanting to do a remake of Battletoads. Despite the fact that they aren't the people who hold the rights to Battletoads. Yeah. And and seeking money to do that as well. Um, idiots. Um, yeah. So so it's just kind of your your usual run-of-the-mill routine idiots. Uh, but, oh, I want to make an MMO. Uh, can I have $5, please? That'll be enough to make an MMO, won't it, you stupid twat? Um, <laughs> so things that looked interesting. There's Knocked, which, uh, uh, as of today, has 25 days to go, so... Will hopefully still be running by the time I edit this. Um, it's in uh, Canadian dollars. Canadian though. dollars as well. So really, if so I, I give have a no pound, idea how much that is in real money. Well, do you know what? I think actually Canadian dollars have fairly good parity. I used to like, you know, it's fun to joke about Canadian dollars being worth nothing. But I think there's there's a reasonable amount of parity with uh, US dollars now um, in terms of that. In, in, in fact, I'm going to find out <laughs> by going to xe.com. Uh, and that will tell us. You can us. just type it in Google. Well, yeah, but see, XE is shorter than typing in all that other stuff. Whereas CAD Canadian dollars, one US dollar to Canadian dollars. Well, there you are. I see. There's there's almost parity. It's one dollar and eight cents uh, Canadian is one US dollar. So yeah, there you go. So anyway, he wants twenty two grand or uh, or uh, twenty one thousand uh, US dollars, roughly. No, twenty thousand US dollars. Um, and, uh, it's basically a top down, I think procedurally generated multiplayer, um, twin stick shooter, but it's all shot through this nice, uh, infrared sort of filter as if, as if it's like, uh, war reporting. Yeah. Like you see from the, uh, helicopters. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Which is quite a clever thing because it enables him to get away with murder in terms of the graphics. I think it adds to the atmosphere as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of a win-win really. Yeah. Because cause he doesn't have to draw colour, which is ever so difficult. <laughs> I have trouble with it. Excuse me. And um and uh, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It just uh, and you know, and and the enemies too don't look like your run of the mill chase enemies. I mean, there are some that just chase you. Yeah, but, but it like, looks uh, like there's there's uh, more variety. Yeah, like giant spiders, and then that that weird sort of giant humanoid thing that reaches out of a hole and tries swiping at you. Mm. 
so so that looks uh yeah interesting i i maybe i worry slightly that due to the fact that it's not colorful or at all it's going to be there's going to be a lack of visual variety or indeed it's going to be tricky to remember where locations are because you don't have the same yeah. sort of markers in your head but especially if you if like you say it's procedurally i assume it's procedural um i assume it is hang on what's it say top down bloody blah ardy bloody booty boo blah 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 blah, blah. Well, he doesn't, doesn't say it's procedural, actually. It might not be. Are we just assuming because everything is procedural? These well, days? yeah. <laughs> Every fucker does procedural, it seems. You, oh, hang on. Core mechanics. Uh, unique line of sight system. Uh, no. Weapon, terrifying monsters, special. Well, it doesn't say. It doesn't say it's procedural. Maybe it isn't then. And oh, in which case, good. Because um, that's nice because there's too many things that are procedural rather than handcrafted and actually done with love and care. Um, so that's not not N-O-C-T. Um, but that that looks kind of interesting and is only $10 for a DRM-free digital version of it for PC, Mac or Linux. Does he know what he's getting into making a game for Linux? Because that's a fucking nightmare. They need to standardise that a bit. Uh, Moon Hunters uh, was another one. It was on RPS recently as well, which is a, a um, top-down RPG where the idea is you're effectively crafting your own sort of mythos. The idea is it's it's more about your actions and then becoming myths than other stuff, but really appears to boil down to shooting things um, and hitting things with swords. Yeah. Uh, in truth, um, but you know, has an attractive art style. Um, looks very similar, I think, artistically to Hyperlight Drifter. Um, in that it seems like old school pixel art, but with a little, a little bit of new school pizzazzle on top. What the fuck? That's my phone. I, no one uses this number! Well, this is exciting. I'm gonna find out what this is. Right, hang on. Yeah. Hello? 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 Well, okay, so <laughs> I've probably cut out the actual phone call. Uh, yeah, well, that's weird. That phone never rings. That's quite, quite odd. Okay. Uh, so Moon Hunters. There you are. That's Moon Hunters. Um, I don't know what we said about it. <laughs> uh, 24 Killers is another one that's currently uh, going. It's got 25 days to go. Um, and it's, uh, it's on, it's only asking for four grand. He's only asking for a little bit, actually. Uh, to get this finished, and that looks um, uh, really uh, very interesting. Uh, to explain it, it's uh, the, the, it was it started life as a uh, a game for one of those one of them jams, one of them ludum dare things, ludum dare. Sorry, <laughs> um, where the idea was uh, it's basically guess who, in that you had this this room full of people and you could uh, in, talk to any of them, and they would tell you something about the killer. There was one that was randomly chosen, and they're all monsters with different looks. So they'd be like, oh, he's got more eyes than me. Or, um, or he's got a tight, he, he can't walk very fast or things like that. And from that, you would deduce what, uh, who the killer was. And he's basically turned this into a sort of a big sort of RPG in the town. So it's got that element as well, but it seems to have all sorts of other weird and wonderful stuff in it. You just, you should watch the video because it is quite, quite bizarre. Yeah. Um, I, I love the idea of it. Love the look of it. 
the, Sounds the, great to me. The art style. I didn't even know beautiful. it was on Kickstarter, so I'll be backing that when I get home. Yeah, and that, again, that's I think it's only uh, ten dollars for the actual uh, the game. Uh, yeah, uh, ten dollars. Yes, that's it. Digital copy of the game, or twenty dollars if you want alpha access. But um, yeah, that looks that looks uh, beautiful. It's I think it's best just to watch the video, and if you like the vibe, then then consider backing it because it it I. I don't really can't really do it justice describing it, but also there's a really good thread on Tigsos about it where you can see lots of lovely animated gifs, uh, and presentationally it's 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 something else. It looks it looks bizarre. It looks like one of those weird little curios that you used to find on a C90 tape uh, in the, back in the <laughs> days of the Spectrum, where you had no idea what was going on, but in sub, but it it totally draws you to uh, within its world. So that looks um, that looks jolly good um, uh, and and worth worth a punt another thing that's weird that's popped up again is the adventures of pip which i think we covered uh two two months ago which is this platformer where the idea is that you start as a pixel but you can evolve and and get uh more more stronger to use my brilliant english skills but for some reason it's it, i think it failed and it's back on it's got 35 days to go 22 grand of 40 grand but um and it seems to have been around for ages. I remember yeah. seeing it before it was kickstarted last time. Yeah, I get the thing that I think it was announced and they were shopping around for a publisher, but that didn't work out. And so now they've turned to the wonderful world of Kickstarter. I don't know. There's something about it that doesn't look as good as it used to. I don't know. It seems. I think maybe the video is a weird frame rate, but it it looks like they've made some changes that I didn't like. But um, it's it's an interesting one. It's worth it's worth a look, and it seems to be doing okay. It's got thirty five days, in, which I assume it started on sixty days, and it's got done over half its money. So, with a bit of luck, it'll make it. But yeah, I don't know about that one. But um, but it's it's worth a look. Super Three um is a a platformer, which um he's been drawing comparisons with Super Meat Boy himself, but but also it looks a bit like the old Poyo game from God two thousand. And God knows what I think it's, it. It was like a really nice little platform, but the point is you can jump and then you can sort of teleport f- forward. Yeah, it's like that blink short... feature, isn't it? Yeah, 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 a little bit like that. But in this, it's it's entirely horizontal. You basically you can, and the screen wraps around. So the point is that as you sort of jump up, you'll slam into walls from the other side, uh, and then sort of be able to jump up them, and and you have to rescue some people. Um, and we were enjoying it. It was all very lovely until they put names on the characters that you rescue. And for some reason, you rescue Phil Fish in it, which <laughs> yeah, just felt was... odd. Um, unless, of course, you put those names in yourself or something. No, I think, isn't it one of the... Well, one of them just say your name here. Yeah, one of the backing. Oh, right. So this is the idea that you can have a perk so that you can actually appear in this game. That, that's what I assumed. Uh, let's have a look. 60, super, blah, 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 um, Maybe no, I, I don't see anything. How odd. Well, anyway, but it looks quite attractive. Um, it has boss fights and that, so it's a proper game. All all the characters look interesting. They look um um yeah, and it doesn't look too difficult. It doesn't look like it's really ridiculously hard, like your Super Meat Boys, and and the like. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 very attractive looking. So so that's interesting. And I, I believe there's a a versus mode as well. Is oh okay, that'll be uh, oh yeah that looks like it there actually looking at that animated gif I don't quite understand how it works I think yeah I think you actually have to do the blink into the oh okay so it's like telefragging people basically yes, yeah exactly oh okay um but uh, what well, he's asking for thirty nine thousand 
Um, and he's only got nine grand and 19 days to go. So that one looks a bit rocky. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that one relaunch with a, a four grand or whatever he gets to. I'll relaunch with that. <laughs> and da-da, done it. Oh, suddenly I can make it for that amount of money. Um, Hive Jump, uh, which is, it seems to have been around for quite a while. It's a, uh, is a, a platform multiplayer procedurally generated shoot 'em up that I don't think looks particularly wonderful. It just seems. I don't know. It seems a bit ugly. It seems a little bit like a VGA game. In places game. it looks it looks really good, and then yeah. in other places it's less so. Yeah, so Hive Jump doesn't look very interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> look, just looks like a bunch of jumping around and shooting things, and it looks chaotic. And the enemies don't seem to react to being shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cavern Kings, which has got really attractive sort of artwork, um, uh, and then the actual in-game graphics are just okay. But it looks like a rip-off of Super Crate Box. But with destructible world, a yeah. bit like Mr. Driller was the thing that you pointed out, yeah. wasn't it? But, um, it's, the video's just sort of too chaotic to know if I'm going to enjoy it. It just seems really kind of, ah, throw everything at you. And again, procedurally generated, which I don't know. I, I, I like my levels with a bit of design in them, especially if they're as small as the ones in this, where it's quite often seems like it's single screen. But I mean, I think there's a lot more can be done with the super crate box genre. So. It, it, oh, it's a genre now, is it? Well, for want of a better word. Okay. Design. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they, they, I mean, there's scope for it to, to to be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the single screen games, I think, are, are uh, wonderful. Um, I'd love to see more of those of in in the the bubble bubble ilk. Well, I mean, when you consider, I suppose, uh, look at um, uh, Towerfall. That's effectively the same genre. Yeah. Really, especially when you play the um. Uh, the single player content where you've got enemies appearing and stuff like that. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this Cavern Kings looks, you know, it looks uh, all right. It's, it's worth a look. Um, 28 days to go. Um, and it's well made its money. It's made 30, well, it's made 14 grand of two and a half grand. So he's cooking on gas. Um, then there's a game called Aegis Defenders, um, which uh, looks beautiful, even if it, has ripped off a character from a Ghibli movie, which yeah. I didn't notice, but Dave noticed. Yeah. And I'm struggling to remember the one. It's the one with the giant beetles in it. So it's not Laputa. It's not Castle in the... Maybe it is Laputa. No, it's not. That's Castle in the Sky, isn't it? I don't remember him well enough. I've seen them. I should know this. This is the vexing thing. I remember there's one with a pig in it. Porco Rosso? Yeah. And there's the one with the giant testicles, the raccoons with the giant bollocks, Pompoco. No, no I don't remember that one. It's not very good. I didn't like that one so much. My favorite, one of my favorites, is not even a, a Miyazaki one, which is The Cat Returns, which is brilliant. Um, fuck, that's annoying. I can't remember the name of that either. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, but it seems to be like a tower defense, but also with the exploration where you go off and and I guess collect resources possibly because you uh, seem to be building things. But um, it looks it looks much more interesting than your average tower defense in that you take a much more active role in. Uh, the process because you do physically attack the enemies yourself and there's two characters uh, which kind of reminds me of an old spectrum game called grell and Fala, or grell and fella because it was spelled differently which was really good which was kind of um it was it was like defender except you grew plants is probably the best way to describe it um uh, and it, it seems to have sort of an element of that but it has a, a very very nice aesthetic this sort of low color um low color sprites again i suppose like um uh, Hyperlight Drifter, actually, yes. in, in some ways. Um, but, but the gameplay is sort of side-on platform. 
Um, but that looks that looks that looks very interesting. Uh, I haven't backed it myself, but it's made its money, so I don't need to. I'll just you know maybe get it when it comes out. Um, and it's only got four days to go, but uh, that looks uh, interesting. Um, so that's it. It's all nice stuff, really, um, on on Kickstarter today, because like I say, it's all the same misguided fucking idiots elsewhere. Yeah. Anything else to talk about? I think we've covered everything. Uh, right. Well, I think well, I think we're done then. Yeah, a particularly ramshackle podcast today in some ways, but I think a good one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna far too many fingers up bums. That's it. I, I'm glad that you shared something. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'll cut it out if you want, <laughs> but I want people to know that you shared something beautiful with me, even, even if I do cut out. We shared a moment. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we've bonded over having things up our bottoms. We're like bum brothers. It's like Blood Brothers, like Pooh Brothers, maybe? I don't know. I'm not sure, because it's the stuff that comes out of the thing, isn't it? That it's so... But I feel, I feel closer to you, Dave. In, in a way that when Mark comes back, he won't have that bond with us. And he'll be like, we'll, we'll be stealing knowing glances with each other. And he'll be like, what's going on? What have I missed? Um, I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, see you. In, well, it's going to be a little while because because I'm going off on holiday, so it's going to be a little while. But in the meantime, I did an interview with Robert Fearon, uh, which has terrible sound quality, which I will post up in a couple of weeks um, to tide the gap over. Um, and and hopefully, I'll be doing some more interviews. If you are an indie developer who wants to have a really poor interview and has Skype <laughs> and a microphone, that will probably hinder your career. <laughs> yeah, if anything, and and it'll do nothing for you because no one listens to this. <laughs> Um, then, then get in contact, uh, via, uh, my, Graham Goring at googlemail.com. Um, and, uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll arrange that. Uh, thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.